Hi everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. So the podcast is split into two parts. First, we'll talk through our top five of the week. And then in part two, we answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook group. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing motivation and organisation when working from home. Looking forward to it. My stomach's rumbling. Sorry. (laughs) It wasn't, but we just had like an hour pre-chat. And now that my stomach's rumbling. Almost an hour. Me and Lily were like, we probably should like get on and we could have we could have recorded the podcast. We could have just recorded that and been like, hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Speak to you next week. <laughs> yeah, I did not get enough breakfast in me. But anyway, how are you? I am good. I'm very good. I actually had such a rumbly stomach again this morning, uh, too, as well, just like you. Um, and it was so rumbly that Mark could hear it. Oh my god. I, I, I was like, oh, I'm not feeling very hungry. And then my stomach was like, yeah, you are. Yes, you are. That's so funny. Do you want to go first and discuss your peak of the week? I want to know what it is. Okay, my peak of the week. Um, we had a picnic in the park. Oh. Um, Waitrose and Partners very kindly sent like this little picnic hamper over. And it was so chock-a-block with food that we actually had to message some friends and be like, hello, do you mind uh, eating some food with us? Like we've got too much food to eat. And they were like, you don't need to ask us twice. Hundred percent, yes. Oh, like, I wish I named the time to you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Lily, you missed out. Um, so we went to the local park and just sat and had like a little, a nice, nice picnic, bits and bobs, a bitty picnic. It was lovely. Um, and it was the final day of the weather being nice. And as we were sat there, the sun set, and then like the storm clouds came in. And we, we we literally sat in the park till 9pm because we were waiting. We were waiting for the storm to come. Um, Apple weather was telling me that it was coming. Um, BBC weather was telling me it wasn't. But we, So we didn't know which one to go for. Turns out BBC weather won. Um, and it didn't storm. But we were, my friend, my friend was literally like stood up. He was like waiting. He was like, bring it on. Like practically doing a rain dance. He was like, <laughs> give me the rain. We really wanted to get caught in the rain. You know, people have been getting caught in the rain this week. It's not good getting caught if you're waiting for it. Like, come on. <laughs> Come at, come at me. Oh, I got no, caught in not. the rain, guys. Got caught in the rain, but we were actually waiting for it. So it didn't come, um, but it was just, it was nice. It was like, yeah, the final, felt like the the final moment of good weather, which I mean, I hope it's not like we're only no. mid-August here, <laughs> but it was, it was very nice. What about you, Lily? Wait, how do you decide like if you go to the park or the beach? Like when you live near a beach, Ooh. it's like, oh, park or beach. True. Um, I think my friend had actually been down the beach that day already. I think we'd gone down the beach the day before and the park is in the middle of both of us. So the park is a more convenient, like like a quick, a quick little spot. Whereas if you want to swim, then you do, then you do beach, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. I am, um, my peak of the week, I went to King's Cross yesterday. Um, oh, haven't been there nice. since before everything happened and it's it's always been like one of my favorite areas. They've obviously recently done it up. They've got coal drops yard now. And this is the first time going with Grace since she can walk. And it's such a good place oh. because it's obviously all pedestrianized. So she can just run around. They've got all these like colorful things on the floor that she really enjoyed. Um, and it was like, just, it felt normal and nice. Um, oh. And we had brunch and we walked around and it was great. And she was wearing tie-dye tracksuit bottoms. She was. They're so cute. I was in Gap so Kids cute. and I was paying. They were like, oh, it's three for two. So if you get one more item. So I was like, oh, okay. And I went to look and I was like, oh my God, I almost missed the tie-dye tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> it's the best bit. Yeah. Got those ages again. I'm so glad she fits in them. Um, yeah. Very cute. It was, a, it was a really nice day, actually. 
Oh, it looked so, so nice. And I did love her tracksuit bottoms and her little top knot. I can't get over it. Just cannot go over it. Um, Lily, for my watch, like, share, repeat, I have nothing, which oh. will make sense when I talk about my top of the box pick for the week. So I hope, uh, give me something. Like, I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Um, My recommendation, actually, I think you would really enjoy this, is a Happy Mum, Happy Baby episode. And it's with a friend of mine called Liv Thorne. Do you follow Liv's Alone on Instagram? I don't. So her handle is at lives alone. Um, she just like side note is one of the loveliest humans ever. We DM all the time and she's so supportive and lovely. She was telling her story to of motherhood and it's it's a very different than anything I've ever heard as she spoke so honestly and open about it. She actually had a sperm donor to have a baby because she got to a certain age and was like, I really want a baby and I haven't got a, a partner. So I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah, and I've never not? really heard anyone talk properly about literally the whole process, the logistics, how it works. She also had um, like a really interesting and quite sad childhood as well, although she doesn't make it sound sad. She's very positive and she's amazing. It's a really, really Aww. good podcast to listen to. So interesting. Just, you know, everyone's journey to motherhood is totally different. It's very yeah. inspiring. Oh, I will have to add that to my to listen list. There you go. Now, now I've got something for my watch, like share, repeat for next yeah. week appreciate that um but I I had nothing because my top of the box oh guys oh guys I am I'm binge watching I'm in a binge watching mood I don't want to watch one episode of something I want to watch like 15 um so selling sunset season three I have completed Lily have you completed (laughs) almost I don't know what episode I'm on but I watched last night when I'm just gonna say she went home so I don't ruin anything for anyone yes she's gone home okay um, and that's where I'm up to Okay, so you've got a couple more episodes left. The The season finale is really oh, quite yeah. something. Oh yeah, that's yeah, I'm excited for that. It's really quite something. So I did the whole of that. I mean, this is not good TV. This is not like, I'm not recommending it to you in a like, <laughs> this will enrich your life in any kind of way. It won't. But sometimes you just need pure trash. And therefore, I started watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Again, pure trash. I can't, pure I trash. can't do the housewives ones i'm a bit worried because i'm like oh my god now i've started like how where do i stop guys i've watched a whole season in less than a week i'm already on season two and have lily have you ever seen the meme of the lady screaming at the cat it's like a lady and she's like screaming and then the photo next to it is like a cat sat up to the dining room table no i haven't okay so if you put in like cat screaming no lady screaming at cat meme it'll come up for you and I've always like wondered I'm always like what is the story behind this lady screaming at the cat meme and it's actually in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season I think it's in the season that I'm watching season two um yeah again it's just it's trash it's just like women arguing it's terrible it's terrible but I can't I'm like lapping it up like Mark looks over and he's like are you still watching that and I'm like yep my screen time is very, very high. Very high. But it's because I'm literally just watching. You watch it on your phone? Else. Yeah. I can't deal with how much that would drain my battery. Oh, sometimes I have to, I have to charge it. Like, <laughs> like what, I, I'm charging it like whilst I'm watching it. Like, I think on you the need side an iPad. It, an iPad's missing in your life. That would be perfect <laughs> for when you're like doing stuff around the house and you want to watch something. I haven't really thought of that. Yeah, Mark Mark does do his iPad. Yeah, if he's like, what, I mean, it's terrible watching stuff like in bed. Like how <laughs> terrible is that? Like I promise my relationship is good. Like I promise it's good. <laughs> so but yeah, funny. it's just, I just love it. Just watching it's very you. Trash. I can imagine you enjoying that. 
yeah, sometimes I like time on my own. I like time just like zoned out. And that for me is perfect zoned out time. But what about you, Lily? What have you been watching this week? I've binged, watched and totally finished all three seasons of The Fall. Um, this actually isn't a new program. I think it was originally started in like 2013 and finished in 2016. Um, and it was on Sky, but they've just put it on Netflix. So it like feels new and everyone's watching it. Oh my God, if you like something that's like so gripping, it's the sort of thing that we like rush home because we want to make sure we can like watch an episode and we watch like four a night. It's so, so brilliant. Um, it's about a serial killer, serial, yeah, serial murderer, killer. Yeah. Um, the main guy in it is the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. I can't remember his name. Jamie Dore yes. or something. Yeah. Doran or something. Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Jamie obviously Dorian. like gorgeous and yeah, he's kills young professional women in Belfast and it's just so, it's so gripping. It's so, I loved it. I'm so sad that I finished it. And it was a really good ending as well. If I'm correct, does this make sense to you? Kitty? Yes. He says like, he says, Kitty. See, yeah. we've got a friend called Katie. And whenever we say her name, we say it how he says it. What, have you watched it? Yes, I have watched it. Oh, I didn't know yes, you'd watched it. I was nodding along, Lily. I was like, yeah. Oh, I thought yes. you were just like being encouraging. No, oh, our friend Katie it. actually recommended it to us. But we now say kitty like i mean that's my terrible irish accent terrible 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 oh i love um, that you've yes. watched it did you love it as well yeah I, I can't remember what season i didn't like as much there was a season that was like really focused around an operating table and i was like ooh, like that was or there was an episode that was really like on an on a operating table and i didn't like it start of season three maybe 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 i think the first season i remember thinking like this isn't one of my like top top recommendations it's not like i felt like every now and again like someone from Hollyoaks would pop up and I'd be like oh my god another Hollyoaks person and I, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people from Hollyoaks in it and I, no I was just like I was like I don't know if this is as you know how I was saying last week I've got like the morning show and there were things yeah. and like um what was it what did I recommend last week stateless that's so good so I was like this is somewhere in the middle and actually as it's gone on it's got better and better and I'm like no this is this is like it's really good. one to watch yeah yeah and also is it Gillian Anderson is just like oh, amazing amazing yeah. I love her I love her oh, and so what sad, about so your far. show and tell for the week Lily my show and tell is a book um Ooh. Olive by Emma Gannon oh it's on my to read list oh I think you'd really like it actually um I actually listened to the audio book which was read by oh, I don't know how to pronounce her name is it Sean Clifford I think so yeah yeah uh, the sister in Fleabag yes Oh my God, I love an audiobook. I just think, God, I was the whole way through, I was thinking, this is so hard. Like, she's so good at it. She has to, when it's like a novel, she has to read all these different characters and different voices and remember the different voices of each <laughs> character. And it really is like, really like gripping and amazing to listen to. Let me read you first of all how the book is described and then I'll tell you what I think because I feel like it sums it up better than I probably could. Olive is many things, independent, adrift, anxious, loyal, kind. She knows her own mind. And it's okay that she's still figuring it all out, navigating her world without a compass. But life comes with expectations. There are choices to be made and sometimes stereotypes to fulfill. So when her best friend's lives branch away towards marriage and motherhood, leaving the path they've always followed together, she starts to question her choices because life, according to Olive, looks a little bit different. So I thought this was, especially after our episode where we talk about turning 30 and the pressures of getting married and having a baby and doing all these things. If you guys like that episode, have a read of this book or listen to the audiobook. It's much more about, I feel like the way the book's been talked about is very much about, it's a book about women who don't want, choose not to have kids. 
but it's so much more than that. It's it's a book about friendship. And I really saw myself and my friends within like Olive and her friendship group. Um, I could really relate to it. Um, even to Olive, you know, who's someone who's chosen, who's not sure she wants kids. And I've said before that I did do, always knew I wanted kids. I can see myself in Olive so much because you get to that age and you're like, I don't really know what I want. And it's so hard to work it out. And it's not everyone just knows exactly what they want. I don't think anyone mm. really does actually. Um, it was so good loved it. Oh, loved it oh i'm pleased you enjoyed that yeah it's definitely on my to read list yeah really relatable um oh. have a read and let me know what you think what's yeah, your what's your um show and tell my show and tell is something that lily and i both own and lily facetimed me this week um it was when it was really really hot wasn't it and lily was wearing a linen blend romper suit from oh, another yes. stories and i was just like lily why have you not spoken about this more because i keep seeing it on the and other stories website and it just looks, I've, I've, I've looked at it for months and it has never, ever, ever, ever been in stock in the black, in a medium. And then I just, I had it in my bookmarks and then I literally, I went back like one day this week and it was there in a medium. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh. Purchased it immediately. It arrived the next day. What a jumpsuit. So it's like a little short play suit romper thing with just little straps that go over the top. It's the baggiest thing that I own. Like it's so baggy. Oh, it's just so airy. It like doesn't even touch my body. When my friends arrived and they saw me in it, I had to be like, oh, not pregnant. Just like, because it, it looks like a piece of maternity wear. Like there's a lot of extra space in it. I was like, I just cannot wear anything else right now. I will link it down below for you. It's annoyingly out of stock in both the beige and the black in all sizes. <laughs> but if just like keep it in your bookmarks. If you like the look of it, I feel like next summer I will live in it. Like a perfect yeah. working from home piece it will come back because i think i got mine last year and it came back this year like yeah i have two i have two of the beige ones because i just panicked (laughs) like two two of the exact same yeah yeah yeah. because i bought (laughs) one last year and when it was in like sizes like 36 38 that those sort of sizing and this year it came back and it was like small medium large and i was like well maybe they've maybe it's a different fit (laughs) because the one before i didn't love the fit and then i got a medium and do you know what? I'm going to take one and get it like altered. So one's going to be yes. a bit more fitted and one's going to be baggy. I mean, I wear oh, both. Nice. It's still worth having them. Then when one's in the wash, I can wear the other one. It's kind of just the perfect piece. Because if it is chilly, you could always just wear a, a t-shirt underneath it. Like, Yeah, I haven't done that yet, actually. But, but you could. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just like, very multifunctional piece. Very, very into it. Um, That's my show and tell for the week. Mm, that's a good one. 100% yum. I have a feeling that Lily's going to mention something and then I can elaborate. Well, I've got two. One's just okay. a comment on your last week's 100% Yum yes. that I took very seriously your recommendation yeah. and I got five guys BLT without the T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lily messages me and she's like, Anna, she like sends me this the delivery screen grabbing. You're like, I'm doing it. It's happening. It. It's happening. And I was just like, this is the best decision you've ever made. I'm so proud of you. I too am ordering the same thing tonight. <laughs> tonight. I, no, no, uh, oh, on that night. Time. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. maybe I'll do it tonight as well. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it what it did was you think? great. I, well, <sighs> I panicked because obviously I was like, okay, I want to try this thing, but there's like burgers, there's cheeseburgers. This is hard because if it's not good, I'm missing out on a cheeseburger opportunity. Um, so I got it. The bacon, lettuce, I, I'm a, I agree with you. I don't like kind of sliced tomatoes in that way. I got extra pickles though and ketchup. And I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> But you said there was a lot of crispy bacon. So that yeah. there was, and oh my God, it was just like salty heaven. <laughs> um, but I've never, when I do like bacon sandwiches at home, I'll either use like challah 
or bagel, which is great because the hull is like really yeah. sweet. Bagel's a bit different, like makes it, but I've never had bacon in a burger bun, like a brioche yeah. burger bun. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so good. The crispiness <laughs> of the bacon. My only issue is I ate it very fast. It was over too soon. Like I almost wanted okay. to. I, I not gonna lie, when I did have it the other night, I turned Mark and I said, I could have, I should have ordered two of those. Yeah. <laughs> because they are, they're not as big as the burger. Like I genuinely think, yeah, two of them. Why don't but you, what you time do does make a tower? Five Guys open? Because that is a Sunday morning treat. That that would be oh, a good breakfast. I just want to say thank you so much to delivery in my area. Um, I always tip the drivers like really good. Um, and it's very sweet because they, like, they say thank you. And I'm like, you don't need to th- say thank you. Like, thank you so much for doing what you do. I timed it from the five guys to what like from from the moment I ordered to the moment that I was sitting in my front room eating it do you know how long it took Lily 20 <laughs> minutes two zero I was like this is dangerous I shouldn't know this information oh my word it means that whenever I'm in the mood I can get one in 20 minutes oh, oh it's so good because it's fast so food good. it's like it's very quickly prepared oh, I'm so pleased thank you so much I'd love but, to know how they make their bacon. Did you see there's some comments on the Facebook page? People are horrified by the fact that I microwave my bacon. <laughs> I need to go yes. onto that Facebook page and reply. Sorry, yes. guys. So but sorry. yeah, that's, that's my 100% yum again for the week. I just want to push it. I want to give it a bump. Like, guys, if you haven't tried the BLT, no tea from Five Guys, it's unreal. Do but wait, we did talk about it? that last week. So I've got something else to mention. Okay, go well. on. You, you give your extra. This is, uh, well, I think adults could eat it too, but it's a good one for parents. Um, if you have... A kid that only really likes to eat pasta, which I think is really common. I've mm-hmm. discovered via a friend of mine, the Little Pasta Organics um, Red Lentil Dinosaur Shaped Pasta. Um, it's so good because it, it's so it's pasta made out of lentils and it tastes like pasta. It's a little bit more like al dente, like a little harder than normal pasta. Okay. It takes a little longer to cook, but the kids would have no idea. Put some tomato sauce on it, it's pasta, but it's lentils. So it's got like, what's lentils? Protein? Uh, I think yes. it is. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's like you're getting extra protein in a meal where you usually would just have like carbs and sugar. Um, and they taste really good. They're little dinosaur shapes. I just think also like adult lentil pasta. It's just a really, I'd never thought about it before. It's a really the, good one. The red lentil pasta is actually really nice if you're looking for like a pasta alternative. Because um, yeah. I know like if you're, is it gluten intolerant? Like pasta yeah. is not the one for you. Um, yeah, I always think that red lentil pasta is like a good a good option. I'm like, oh, this. Sometimes you get the alternatives, and you're a bit like, this. No, absolutely no way. But I agree with you. Red lentil pasta is very tasty. Yeah, so that'd be my 100% yum for this week. And I'm just talking about the BLT again. Not gonna lie, <laughs> just went on delivery to see if it's open. It's not yet currently, <gasps> but maybe maybe at 12. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you're right though. Perfect. Like. If you're a little bit hungover or just like a Sunday morning. Oh my God. Me and Lily are both, I'm salivating. I'm salivating. Oh my God. Can five guys sponsor us? But in the brief, it has to say you have to eat it whilst recording and you have to eat three. <laughs> three. <laughs> and we'll be like, sorry guys, it's just part of the brief. Like we have to do it. We'd love to do a five guys sponsorship, but it has to be about the BLT. No tea. Has to. <laughs> we put that in the contract. No <laughs> So part two, um, we, ha- we had so many questions about this, like working from home, motivation when you're working from home. And obviously Lily and I have both worked from home for quite a while now. I think I've worked from home for about seven years. Yeah, it must be the same then, seven and a half. 
And we both work, <laughs> there you go. And we both work from home in like slightly different ways, you know, both working at home with like dedicated office. And then obviously you were at your parents before. I was in flat before where I didn't have a dedicated office. So we can kind of talk about that. And obviously now we can talk about working from home with a child, obviously like Lily's situation and then working from home without a child, my situation. Um, I'm, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be super honest in this one. Like, I feel like you can take the lead more on like organizational tips and I definitely haven't figured out like a perfect routine. So I'm going to just be honest with some of the parts where I'm like, I don't know, you yeah, tell but, me. <laughs> and also I feel like people's routines are probably ever changing at the moment. And like yeah. what I did this time last year is completely different to what I do now. Yeah. How I felt back in April when I like look back at my habit tracker and was working out every day is very different to now when I haven't worked out all month. Like, so yeah. things are always changing. Like we, we can obviously talk about what things are like in an ideal week when we're having that kind of week and what things are like when we're having a bit of a meh. Week. And obviously lots of people are working from home at the moment because of everything that's going on. But And that might go back to normal one day. But I think this has also changed a lot of people's like view on how they work. And I think yeah. more, more people are going to be working from home, even if it's part-time in the future. So hopefully yeah. this will help you guys. Yeah, I've got like three, my three girl best friends all classically like working offices and, and maybe had a bit of flexible working from home, like one day a week here and there. Um, and all three of them, they work in very different sectors and all three of them are saying how working from home is probably going to be the norm going forward or at least much more frequently than they were previously um and I think that's been a really big win for like flexible working which is exciting yeah um but yeah hopefully this this episode might give you some tips um give you some help on motivation and procrastination that kind of thing um so obviously taking your questions from the Facebook page and we're going to start off with motivation and procrastination and Elaine asked how do you get past feeling unmotivated? Some days I wake up and knowing that I don't actually have to go anywhere. So I just stay in bed until the last minute. How do you get yourself up on a crappy day? I think we're lucky that because we've worked for ourselves, that's we. That, I think that's always given us more motivation than other people because if yeah. we don't do it, it doesn't happen. It's our own business. We wanted it to succeed. Yeah. So I can't say I've ever been the one to kind of stay in bed and do my emails from bed or like stay it past like 9am. That's never really been a thing for me, but there's definitely some days. For me, I'm like such a night owl. I work so much better in the evening, which now is just frustrating since having a kid. But I used to just like, you know, give myself, uh, what's, like, what's the word? Like, give myself time in the morning. Cause then by like midday, I'd be like, right now I'm in the mood. So I wouldn't force yeah. myself to do anything that required brain power in the morning. Like get to know the times of day that works for you and be flexible with that. Yeah, I was literally about to say the same thing. Like for me, I'm the opposite of Lily. I'm a real like morning owl. So my most productive hours are from like 7 a.m. till about like midday. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> it's much more sociable. It makes sense to work then. I don't want to work in the evenings when everyone else is having fun. True. Yeah, you're right. It is. It like yeah. works better in that sense. But it does mean that by 3 p.m. Yeah. I, I am nothing. Like I'm good for <laughs> absolutely nothing. So if you are just one of those people that isn't into the morning, that's what, that's Mark. Like Mark really isn't. Like he takes a slow ass morning like he takes his time he has a bit of a lay in if he can and then he'll like he, he, he actually has a very sweet routine like it's very cute he sort of does that then he gets up and he makes himself a nice coffee and he makes himself his porridge and then he sits down and eats it and like scrolls on his news app and like reads the news for a little bit and then he finishes that and while he's drinking his coffee he like reads his book he like reads his book at the breakfast table and 
sits and has a little moment and then he gets up, you know, he has a shower and then he gets ready for the day. And that that might have taken, like I look at that and I'm just like, oh, what a waste of my most productive hours of the day. Like I would never do that. But then for him, he's the same as Lily. He's definitely more like in the afternoon. That's his like good moment. So he will take that time in the morning. So yeah, I would say like lean into it. If you can, mm. that's fine. Like when you've got, we. I think when you're working from home, there obviously are like pluses and minuses to the whole thing. And one of the pluses is that you can perhaps take it a little bit slower in the morning because you're not commuting to work. Um, so like take that moment. That's fine. Because in the afternoon, I'm sure you'll be rocking it. Go for a walk if you're really feeling like, oh, just dread walking like up to that desk, whether it's the dining table or whatever. Go get some fresh air. Even for 10 minutes, it might help you just get in the mood a little bit. Yeah, Mark had a friend that actually pretends that he commutes in the morning. Like seriously, he like gets ready for the day and then he leaves his house. He like goes for a walk around the block and like comes into his house and like treats it like he's he's going to the office almost. And they, they do the same thing in the evening. And that's that's a really nice way of like breaking up the day. Um, so that's yeah, hilarious. I say like lean into it if you can. Jess asks, how do you stop yourselves from doing other tasks that need to be done around the house? When I procrastinate work, I do housework, cleaning, with the excuse that it's still productive and needs to be done. But then three hours have gone by and I haven't done any work work. Oh, I feel you on this one. I like can't work unless the space is like tidy you know oh, what I mean? I've, got, I've got clothes hanging right next to me right now because this uh, is our only place to put them where else am I gonna put them yeah to be but they're, yeah but they're drying that's fine yeah I mean I don't have this issue because I hate doing housework I'm like <laughs> oh the dishwasher needs doing oh sorry I've got work to do I must go do this work <laughs> I do the opposite I use work as an excuse not to do the housework <laughs> I love that see for me right number one like with general housework like the general like the big things like hoovering like the things that you kind of do like once a week I do that all on a Saturday morning yeah. or, or like a Sunday morning like at some time at the weekend I will do like the big household clean Mark and I will take like an hour he does his side of the house I do my side of the house done so that's kind of like like I I never get tempted to like crack out the hoover but with like little things I kind of just make sure that before I go to bed the night before the dishwasher is loaded like if there's any washing that I want to put in the in the washing machine I'll like put it in and like have it on a delay so it'll go in the morning so in a way I find that doing those things last thing at night and making sure it's all kind of ready for the morning is the best way for me to like not look at it because it's already it's already done it's already happening Mm. but big clean once a week only that's that's it for me I'm just such a procrastinator you're so much better than this like I'll start a task be like right I'm gonna prep for the podcast next week do this document and then something will happen on my phone and I'll look at it and then I'll get into like a hole of like oh, now I'm going to sort out my Instagram shop. And before I know it, I'm on like a totally yeah. different task. And I'm like, wait, what did I even start with? I no, find that I, really hard. I do that quite often as well. Yeah, I'm doing like three different things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, oh, I'll, oh, actually the washing machine has just gone off. So I hang up the washing. So then yeah. like before we were doing this podcast, I had just washing just sat on the floor for 45 <laughs> minutes because I kept getting, I was like, now I'm going to do an Instagram story. Yeah, 100%. Like <laughs> it does not always work in perfect harmony with those sorts of things but yeah when it comes to household chorey type things yeah. try and like try and kind of keep them quite contained at certain times during your week good luck zoe asked do you think it's best to get dressed in work clothes clothes and makeup <laughs> even if you're working from home or is staying makeup free in your pjs trackies acceptable I think this depends on the type of person you are and the type of job you do. Definitely. Like right now I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and I'm not planning on leaving the house today. Um, 
for me, it makes a massive difference. Sometimes I will wear tracksuit bottoms just because it's comfier. But on the days where I don't do my hair and makeup, I know it's going to be an unproductive day. And partly that's because part of my job is to film myself and put myself on Instagram. So I know that day I'm not going to get any good Instagram stories because I'm probably not going to want to film myself. But also just, I don't feel like my best. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it makes such a massive difference. I've always, even when I first started doing this, got up in the morning, got showered, got dressed like I'm going to an office. See, this is where we differ because I, whenever we do the podcast, I always look at Lily and I'm just like, oh, she looks so nice. Like if, whereas if I'm wearing makeup and I have my hair done, everyone's like, oh, you look nice. Cause I, I definitely don't. I don't know why. Like for me, I'm just all about comfort. So I'm not about sitting around in the pajamas that you've worn to bed necessarily, but I'm all about like sticking on, like now I'm wearing leggings and a t-shirt. Like I'm all for kind of extreme comfort, like extreme comfort. Um, and then when it comes to like makeup and hair and stuff, like, I don't know. So I go through kind of fits and starts. Some weeks I'll be like, right, okay, I'm getting ready every single day this week and I'll have a really productive week and I'll be wearing like in brackets, proper clothing. I'll get ready every day. I'll put makeup on every day and I'll have a very productive week. And then other weeks I just don't really feel in the mood. So I, I don't really have like a set rule with that. For me, the morning is my most productive time. So if I was to get up, have my shower in the morning. Like I'm all about a bath in the evening, personally. That's that's my like favorite thing. So for me, like getting up in the morning and having a shower and putting my makeup on and blow drying my hair or doing whatever I need to do, I'm just like, that's a waste of my most productive moment. So it means sometimes I'm showering at like midday, which feels a bit stupid. Yeah. But that's just what that's just like what works best for my routine. So whereas do what me, you do, do what yeah. works for you. Because when I do my hair and makeup in the morning, it always gives me a time to wake up whilst I'm doing that whereas if I waited till after this podcast to do it that would then eat into my like afternoon productive time yeah isn't that fun isn't that funny so I'm always just like you do you when it comes to that like everyone is different but also everything changes when you have a kid and you're suddenly working part-time because it's like if I I now wear like way more makeup on my work days whereas when I'm with Gray I I don't because I don't want to get makeup all over her clothes I want to cuddle and kiss her and stuff um so yeah it's, it's so different isn't it so different. Um, Katerina asks, aren't you guys tired of doing everything online? Even the bits that used to be in person. I'm finding online communication slow, on spontaneous and tiring to the point where I don't want to do it anymore. And how to come up with new ideas. I struggle to be creative when I have no one to throw ideas around with. I started a new marketing job in April and I have no team. It's just me. Congratulations on the new role, Katerina. That's very exciting, but that is tough. Yeah, like starting in April in the middle of a pandemic and not having anyone else on your team? Like, what advice would you give? It's kind of like two parts to that question. I like agree, even though everything we do is always online. I miss, like we didn't do it that often, but just jumping on the tube and going to like where our managers are and just having a catch up every now and again. Like I definitely do it less now since having Gray and I miss that. But knowing that I can just go and see people or see you and that face to face, I think everyone's probably struggling with that. Like we're over Zoom, we're over all these conference calls. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard that everything's so online at the moment. The pub quizzes are like done. I'm yeah. I'm pleased that that's kind of. <laughs> there was a moment when I swear, like every week, I was I was doing more social things online than I would have in real, like in normal life, yeah. kind of thing. So I was just like, oh, this this is too much. So it was actually like one pub quiz that I had to like walk away from. It went on for hours, and I was just like, I just I actually just can't. <laughs> like it was just that was definitely getting a bit too much. I think it's in a way it's been exciting for us because we've realized that we can do a lot of things online and that ultimately like this podcast for example like we thought we previously had to do that this in person 
And that just wouldn't have worked for like each of our schedules. So I think there are good things to come out of it. But I agree, like as much as I personally like don't really like coming up to London for the day, it's not like high in my list of things I enjoy about my job. Yeah, like coming up once a month actually would would be nice. Like, so I think it's made me more grateful for those moments that previously I've been like, oh, I really can't, I, like I really can't be asked to come up to London today. And actually now I'm like, oh, that would be really nice to do that. So I think mm. it's made me like reassess things a little bit more. But yeah, I, I feel you, Katharina. I think everyone's getting a bit over like, Video calls are fine if it's like you and one other person, but if there's like 16 people on a video conference call, like that is tough. It, it, it isn't a good enough substitute for what that would feel like in real life. And I think everyone's now starting to realize how hard it is for people who do creative jobs and work on, on at home alone. Like yeah. she said, like I struggle to be creative when I have no one to throw ideas around with. Like amen. Yeah. I feel like that's been me for years. And that's what, like every now and again, I have to phone you and like, but it's hard that I don't know what you're doing that day. And I love a brainstorm. So that's probably the hardest part of what we do. I find just working yeah. on my own and not having anyone to throw ideas around with. Like I'm assuming I'm, so she's just started a marketing job, like doing as annoying as it is that we have to do these Zoom calls. That is the best way, like yeah. scheduling time to just brainstorm with people, have them on FaceTime or whatever. And maybe doing it one-on-one. Like I feel yeah. like the the chats that me and Lily have that are just one-on-one feel most like, it real person like interaction like face-to-face interaction like yeah just just do it one-on-one like see if you can find someone that you can do that with and don't be scared to pause like I find like when me and you have a chat about something it doesn't have to be like you say this and then I say that sometimes it, sometimes I say to you like in the past when we've had to think of ideas names for stuff I'm like wait a minute let's just have a think for a sec and then it was yeah. just go quiet and like just think and then like blurt something out and then that will trigger the other person to think like take your time it doesn't nothing just because it's online it doesn't have to be like go 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 yeah and also I think that that like leads into just taking time away from online like full stop like if you can and if it is possible just to be like okay I need to think of an idea for xyz and I'm coming up with nothing like I'm hitting a wall taking half an hour yeah. going for a walk just doing something wait wait I, like for me if I'm out for a walk and I it's dead silent I'm not listening to a podcast or anything your brain is like thinking like your brain is going yeah. into overdrive we don't give ourselves that time that time quite often like I'm yeah. watching Real Housewives Beverly Hills non-stop so like it, actually having like a quiet moment to yourself where you can just think don't just take it that. take it off the computer like I find staring at a screen I that's why I have an actual physical to-do list I write down because I feel yeah. like that helps me in this case, I often what I will do if I need a brainstorm, so I'll get a massive A1 piece of paper, put it down my coffee table, get a big marker pen and just write stuff down and like do yeah. some drawings and that helps you be creative and like do a, what's it called? I love those things. Um, like a map. Mind map. Mind map. Oh yeah. my God. Like take it back old school, get a pen, yeah. get a paper, get off your computer. That really helps. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's that's made me feel motivated just listening to like Lily's little, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. I love my map. Yeah. Um, moving more into productivity, and um, we love these questions. Um, Natsumi asked, "What are some productivity tools slash apps that you recommend?" Um, and Lily and I actually use quite similar ones. Um, I am such a big fan of Monday.com. Not sponsored. Um, I wish it costs. It actually costs quite a bit a month. It's not the cheapest tool ever. Um, but in terms of like an editorial calendar. But not even that, just project management in general. One of our friends messaged us and said, oh, I use this for a completely different aspect of my business. And I have no idea that I could use this as well for editorial stuff. So it definitely has 
lots of applications, like far beyond just blogging, far beyond just blogging. Um, that has been so helpful for me because I used to do everything written down before, um, which I think works really well for like daily to-do lists. Like I personally, I'm the same as Lily. I like to have that written down in a notepad. But I think in terms of like long-term planning our editorial calendar from like January to December, that has worked so well for me. And I can't believe I used to have that written down before. Constantly tipexing things out, moving things around. The fact that I can just do that all within an app now is so easy. And um, how do you find it, Lily? I I love it. And like, thank God you showed me how you lay yours out. So I just <laughs> copied you. Um, my issue is often with these things is I have to then remember to yeah. update it. And I have to remember to go to it and it's another thing to remember to do but it's a really it's a really good tool um as long as you can like keep up with it no i agree it's one of those things you have to like put it well if you have these tools it's great having any of these like productivity tools or apps but you're right you need to keep at them so like i check my monday hourly like constantly like throughout the day i'm constantly looking at it to work out like what i need to do next but yeah if you're not if you need to use it and keep it updated or else it just sits there yeah what about, exactly. are there any others that you'd recommend, Lily? Trello? Yes. I love I love a bit of Trello. We use Trello uh, mainly for job stuff with our managers. Um, actually, I use it for a few different things. I've got three boards on there. One's for the podcast, one's for like another thing I do, and like one's for my personal, like my work. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, how would you extribe, explain Trello? Like different, you have like different boards and then you can... You kind of have like different boards and each board is like a dumping ground for a particular topic. So say I was doing a job with L'Oreal, for example, we could put everything to do with that job, contracts, mood boards, um, do's Mm. and don'ts, budget, um, the date that it needs to be live, the date that I need to send content over, what the content is. Like it's such a good way of just putting all of the information to do with like a particular thing, a particular project in one place and you can Um, have columns like in discussion and then like completed and then yeah archive yeah that's really changed things actually it's just easy for me especially working part-time that I know I could just quickly go and check and see what like the status is on something yeah that that I really enjoy like Trello and Monday personally for me have like massively changed the game and I know I mention them whenever I talk about productivity but I'm just like what did we do before this like really really if you if you find the right one it can really help you out I use notes a lot on my phone, really basic, but it syncs yeah. to my computer and it's really helpful if I've just got an idea and I want to jot it down. I also use the Reminders app, which just comes on an iPhone. I find that really good for like lists if I know I've got things that I need to do and I, it, I'm not going to be at my desk. Um, yeah. That's really handy as well. Yeah. I think Sti- that's all of them. Stickies as well. Um, If you've got like a Mac is a really good app to have if you just want to make like notes that are available on your desktop. Um, things that you need to copy and paste into emails quite often as well. That's a good place to like dump stuff like oh, that. Oh, I never use stickies. That's a good one. There you go. Um, Vicky asked, how is Lily finding those inevitable interruptions from Grey? I've had a couple of BBC News moments where my two-year-old daughter has briefly joined me in a Zoom meeting and I've always laughed it off, but I do worry what my colleagues think. Also, how do you keep the working from home feel rather than living at work, which is how I'm feeling sometimes. It's funny because a lot of parents are now experiencing this as like a temporary thing. But for me, this is just all the time. And it is really hard. Like me and Rich were just saying this morning how we find that on the day that Rich has Grey, she's obsessed with me and she only wants me and she cries if she can't come to me. And on the day that I have her, 
she just wants to come and see Rich in the office. So there's definitely that going on, which is quite hard. And like little things like this morning, I just, I really, I knew I needed to get up and do my hair and makeup so that I was ready for this podcast. And then after this podcast, I want to film. So I had to be like ready straight away. But Rich needed to come up and shower. And so like Grey came into the bedroom. When she sees me doing my makeup, all she wants to do is come and sit on my lap and play with makeup which is like fine every other day, but when I just need to get ready quickly. Mm. So it's it's really hard. We're all really like on top of each other. And normally I guess Rich could probably be out of the house more, but there's no baby groups. There's nowhere really to go. Mm-hmm. So we are finding it really hard. I think it's easier somehow on his work days to be separate because he's just kind of sits at a desk, whereas I'm like, I need to film and move around the house more. And there's like a good two hour chunk in the middle of the day where I can't, do anything because she's sleeping and I can't make a noise it's really hard to navigate I'm not gonna lie not easy still working it out it definitely sounds tricky I I would say from like friends I know who are on like zooms with colleagues who do have kids I think like hope your colleagues are just like nice compassionate people because my friends are always like oh god like obviously they're just laughing off they're just trying to make the pe- the person who's like being interrupted like feel easy and comfortable about it and my friends are just like god that seems really stressful like I hope they're okay and like messaging them after oh, just to be yeah. like I hope you're all right don't worry about people judging you it's just more that I know how hard it is to use your work brain and your mum brain at the same time yeah so if you wanted to concentrate I guess I don't know if there's any way even if it's just like outside I I think from judging by like Rich's colleagues people have been really understanding of everyone's situation and yeah it is what it is and you know the amount of times Rich has had to mute a zoom call because Grey's screaming in the background and people are fine with it and she comes and interrupts his zoom calls sometimes people are like hi Grey like his colleagues and then I'll make sure like I take her away again this is the thing I think it's that just empathetic feeling that no one's situation is perfect yeah because my friend I was talking to my friend and she's like yeah that that person has like two kids and like she's a you know single mom at home and that seems like quite a lot and then she's also got another colleague who's like on her own and had self-isolated for like months and that also is really difficult so it's kind of that just you have to be like no one has it perfect everyone has their own shit going on and just being very like mindful and accepting and non-judgmental of that for sure thank god for the mute button turn the camera (laughs) off if you need to for a minute true Um, it's yeah god i don't know people who are single parents and nurseries have been closed well done to you agreed you deserve a medal the next section is kind of about like mental health working from home how that is working out for people um katie asks how do you deal with feeling lonely when working from home I used to working in a large open plan office and now work from home whilst living by myself. On days when I have no virtual meetings scheduled, I feel really isolated. Mm. That's tough. That is so hard. Yeah, I had that when we lived in our flat. So obviously I didn't have a baby. Rich was at an office every day and I felt really alone as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is why I always say I don't know what I would do without you. This, This is the thing like you have to have in that situation like some solid colleagues, like solid colleagues. And e- even if you are working for yourself and you're not necessarily got that like colleagues who work in your team situation, like finding people that are in a similar situation to you or a similar boat to you can really, really, really help. Because what I would normally say if it wasn't like Corona times is like go to a coffee shop and work from there or go to a, like a we work and you can like yeah. chat to other people who might be doing similar things to you. It's just such a weird time. Yeah. Um, and you can really just rely on online world and FaceTime and Zoom to chat to people. I feel like something that we spoke about earlier becomes really important here. And it is, if it is possible to do so, 
leaving the house, like yeah. leaving the house and just meeting up for a socially distanced walk with a friend in the park, like making the most of, of times that you can be away on your lunch break or after work or something. Um, it's, it's a really tricky situation. <laughs> Again, it's like, yeah, it just it is quite lonely working by yourself at home. That's yeah. definitely that's why when people are like, oh my god, self-employed is so amazing. Like there are definitely downfalls of it. That is one of them. Well, yeah, until so Mark and I started working together over a year ago now. But until that, yeah, I'd I'd work from home on my own for like seven years, like six years, and and I was like a puppy. Like when he came back from work, I was like, hello, <laughs> like someone yeah. to talk to. So I kind of feel you on that because yeah, being home alone all day is, and especially if you're used to working in like a large, large open plan office, like if there's anyone else who's in your office who's in the same boat as you, like connect, like see if you maybe can you meet could. Up. You could put the radio on in the background. That'd be nice when you haven't got calls, bit of, bit of sound going on some music. You could even schedule in with your colleagues like kitchen dates. So like at 10.30, let's meet in our kitchens and like FaceTime and have a cup of tea and have like a 10 minute chat and almost make Aww. it feel like you would do in an office. That would be cute. I'll see, this is it. Lily just needed, she took a moment then to think yeah. about it. There you go. That is the My answer. ideas are I flowing. I've got more, I've got more of it. I'll, I'll hold them back, yeah. <laughs> Annie Rose asks, how did you find working from home slash blogging when you only had a bedroom to work in? And how did you then separate that space? First of all, I just wanted to do a shout out to Medina from Grillo Designs on Instagram, at Grillo Designs, because she has a great Instagram that's all about like making your space a home, especially when renting. And she's recently done a little at home office that's part of her living room. Um, obviously this is a bit more like permanent but she's like painted a beautiful yellow arch and just made the space seem kind of separate in the room even though it's in the room and I think if you make it look look nice um I just think that's such a good idea I just think create a little space and even if that's so rich will often work on the dining room downstairs because he prefers it to the office and I've got a little laptop stand that you know keeps it eye level so it's good for your back he ordered himself a separate keyboard and a mouse because um, it's much easier to use. It feels less temporary, feels more permanent, like a proper computer. Mm. Um, a little water bottle, like get your, your essentials and make your little office space. That's what I would do. Yeah, I went, so when I lived in London, we had, it was like a one bedroom flat and the living space was just all open. So we had like living room, a little dining table and chairs and then kitchen, like all in one room. So I could have worked at the dining table in that spot. But I like cleared a little area and had a little Ikea laptop table. I remember it. It was like 30 quid from Ikea, like great bargain. I got myself a little office chair. And then that was my office table. Like I kept my laptop there. I kept like any paperwork there, my notepad there put a little plant on it. Like if you go back through the archives, I'm sure I made videos on it or did blog posts and stuff. Um, but I like made something that like felt a bit more permanent, like a bit less temporary, like gate. It, was, it wasn't an area, like there was no way of kind of cordoning it off from the rest of the room. But I knew mm. that if I was sitting at that desk, I was sitting at that chair, I was working. And that to me like helped me separate it. How did you stop it for like, if you'd sat down in the evening to watch TV and your desk is right there, like how do you stop yourself from being tempted to work? Or like, do you, I feel like you're quite good like packing your stuff away. So your laptop wasn't necessarily always out on display. It was just like a clear glass desk. In yeah, the I, I definitely like put the laptop down, like slam that thing shut. And I think that's also having, if you can, obviously difficult if you're like work from home with kids, you know, just having to use whatever time that you've got. But if you can have a very definitive like, 
stop point. Like I do not work late in the evenings. Like we're like, uh, uh-uh, no way. Like you, you have to have your evenings. Like, or if you work really well in the evenings and you're able to like slice a bit of time out of your afternoon, then do that. But it is not possible for all of us to work for every single hour that we're at home. That is not good for our mental health. That is just not like just not great. Like you need to have a bit of R and R. You have to slice some time out of your day to relax. If you want to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that's what you do. Like you, you, ha- you have to be able to have that. So I have quite, I probably wasn't as good at that. Like, I don't think either of us were particularly good at that when we first started out. Like you have to hustle. Like you have I wasn't to work. Good. I'm still not great. Like I worked yesterday on a Sunday, but the only thing that's ever is having grace. Like, yeah. Because I literally can't work when I'm with her. Before I had her, I would work all all hours of the day I had no control like you you're so much better at that than I am but I think that's something that's only come with time like I definitely I remember like going on holiday when I lived in the London flat was like extremely stressful <laughs> because I'd be yeah. like I don't have time for this like because it's yeah. the, er- the early days of your business you're like if I don't do xyz this is all gonna go like everything that I've worked so hard for is just gonna slip away and um, it's only through time that you learn like you have to take time off if you can yeah definitely Karen asks, you may not be in a position to answer this, but lots of how to handle working from home type videos and blogs and IGTVs I've seen of late mostly come from people like yourself who are self-employed. So typically when the person in question feels burnt out or exhausted, they take a break and they come back to it the next day or they go for a walk section to clear their mind. All sounds like very great advice, but when you're working from home and you're an employee, there's expectations that A, B, and C will be finished by the end of the day, no matter how motivated you feel or otherwise. Basically, any advice for those of us who are unfortunately don't have the luxury of leaving it until another time. I know that being self-employed comes with its own set of problems, but that's one thing I'm jealous of for sure, the freedom to switch things up a bit from time to time. Yeah, very true point. Like, although we can obviously talk about working from home, and we've done it for years. It's working work from home, for working for ourselves, which is a huge, huge difference to what a lot yeah. of people have just like found themselves in over the last couple of months, which is yeah. working from home as an employee. Um, yeah, so- we have deadlines, but we can, it's our responsibility to do it up for that deadline, no matter what, if that's weekend, evenings, whatever, we just have to make it work. But yeah, it's totally different when you work for a company. So I thought I would put in some um, of Rich's experience here. I asked him, because he works for like a big company. He's got a boss um, and he's been working from home and he works part-time. So it's quite tricky. Uh, He said to just talk to your manager or your team. Like he's got a really close relationship with his manager and they're very open and honest. And I think that is key here. Share your concerns, how you're feeling. Like I take the piss out of Rich because when, when he first started working from home during like lockdown, every time I went down to the kitchen, he'd be like on a call. And they'd be like talking about their feelings. And I said to it, I was like, do you ever get any work done? Every time I come down, you're just on a call. But jokes aside, I think they start off every week by having a call and talking about how they feel. He's got like a parent society and they share their struggles and they share advice. And the more open and the better communication, I think the better. He speaks to his line manager and his core team like every other day. Well, he speaks to his manager every morning. They have a morning coffee chat. So like I said, they kind of sit there with their coffee and it's like, They've scheduled that into the day Um, and like a 15 minute, you know, just to say hi, turn the video on and actually have like some face to face. I think with his like wider team, they do weekly or biweekly like drinks, afternoon catch ups like they would do in the office. 
And he said, he, des- he definitely has to stay more motivated to stay in contact, but that really mm. helps. I think when it comes to like timings and not feeling motivated and again, it's just honesty. I think sometimes he'll say to his manager, you know what, it is so boiling today. There's no aircon in this house. Whatever I do now is not going to be good work. So can I get this to you for tomorrow? Because it will be much better than if I rush it and get it for you today. And I just think just being honest is the best thing to do. And I think companies are being more flexible now because of that. Like, yeah, yeah. get the work done. That's all that matters. Like, that's how he's found it anyway. Um, and he said, if you work in the evenings, just take a lunchtime walk um, and use those commuting hours Remember, it probably took you an hour to get to work and back from work. Rich chooses to, he's been bathing gray every night because he's oh. never normally home for her bath. And, you know, use those those commuting hours to what, what works best for you. I think that that's ultimately what you're saying here is communication and like mm. open communication lines. And um, yeah, I think you're right. Like using commu- commuting hours well is is such a nice idea because I think there's that for me I I start working very early because I'm like that's when I get shit done but like you don't have to like you can start your you know if you normally start your working day at half eight or nine don't start your working day till half eight or nine like yeah use you're right use that time if you can to do something that feels like enriching to your life and one thing that I'm noticing with my friends who are working from home it's finding ultimately a lot of them are like we are not going back into back to the office for the foreseeable future working from home is going to be a huge part of my my routine and my life in the coming years um so like trying to find a more permanent solution for at home working so one of my friends was working at her living room table she actually has a double um screen set up so she has to leave it up at all times and she's like i just find it stressful in here like i don't want to look at this in the evening i don't want to look at this when I'm having my dinner at my dining room table. I've got these two huge screens. So she has actually ordered a um, ordered a table, hasn't arrived yet, like ordered a proper desk. And she's now putting that near her front door. So, you know, like if you go through someone's front door and they've got a little section to the right-hand side and maybe you put like shoes or something there. She's currently got a shoe rack there. And she's like, that is the only space that I can like create some kind of at-home office nook situation like maybe you've got a spot on your landing or maybe it's the same as my friend and it's literally as you walk through the door but she's like I would rather sit there and do my work it's near a window it's fine I'm just like I would rather sit there and and I can create a little nook a little mini study for myself than sit at my dining room table so it's maybe thinking about somewhere that might you might not have thought of it's not classically used for like a desk situation but she's like I need to make something more temporary or I need to make something more permanent here um, and she's looking into that. And I think that'd be a nice little spot for her to to work in. That's just reminded me, I've got a good tip for other people who are not great in mornings. The night before, write your to-do list, prep your desk, get everything ready, you know, have your to-do list there, put it on your desk the night before so that when you sit down in the morning and you feel like a zombie, you know what your plan is and you don't sit yeah. there going, oh, I don't know what to do today. Yeah. prep the day before when you are feeling productive yes <laughs> that's such a good tip there you go hopefully that was that was interesting to you like two differing points of view like child no child and also like morning person and evening owl um but yeah we hope you're all doing all right working from home and hopefully that was 
that was helpful thank you for interviewing rich i liked like rich's <laughs> little points there at the end very cute very he's very wise he is don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And remember to join the At Home With Facebook group to join the conversation and send your questions for upcoming episodes. I can't wait to go over and check the comments on the Facebook group. I always do that after we record. Yes, we do. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. I'm at Lily Pebbles. Anna's at the Anna Edit. And thank you to our producer and editor, Joel Grove. So we're actually taking a little break and the next episode will be live Ooh. on Thursday, the 3rd of September. We're having a little end of summer break and um, yeah, the new school year. We'll be back on the 3rd and check out the Facebook group to see what we will be talking about because we will need your questions as always. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted a question that we used today. Very, very helpful as always. And yeah, we will speak to you then. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.